It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We spent day one of joint practices between the Washington Commanders and the Baltimore Ravens with the offense. So on day two, we hung out with the defense. That and more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into this Wednesday episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast so that you never miss an episode. And you can continue the conversation with me after the episode by going to joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. And then you can text me, you can put the phone number in your phone and get text message directly from me, your host, David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for Commander Country of Our Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. You can also find me on Twitter at dharrison82, here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, I appreciate your continued support and your consistency coming through supporting the show. On today's episode of Locked On Commanders, we're going to hear from cornerback Christian Holmes left right guard rather or center right guard slash center ricky stromberg and rookie defensive back Quan martin will discuss round two of commanders versus ravens ding ding they got back in the ring but we're going to start off today's episode looking at the defense because the first day of joint practices between the washington commanders and the baltimore ravens i spent with the offense the entire way uh some people go half and half they spend half the time with the defense but half the time with the offense that's perfectly fine i chose to spend all day, day one with the offense so that I could give you a complete view of what I saw from the offense from the entire day. And then day two, switched it up, went to the defensive side so I can tell you what I saw all day today from the defensive side of the ball. Didn't want to give you half a picture on each day, so I chose to give you a full picture each day, uh, but only one unit, obviously. Then, So that also means no how watch, unfortunately, today. So no how watch for today, but that's okay. We're back out in Ashburn uh, for practicing on Friday, so I'll give you another how watch uh, back on Friday and then Saturday. Uh, and then we've got a game Monday night. So we are also going to talk about the fights. If you're on social media, you've probably heard about the fights that went down. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, but we will do that in the second segment today. We're going to talk about the defense and we're going to start off, first of all, because a huge grain of salt has to come into what the defense did today with who was on the practice field. So starting with Washington, Kyrick McGowan and tight end Logan Thomas. So receiver Kyrick McGowan, tight end Logan Thomas. Neither of those guys in pads today. They were out there stretching, warming up, doing all that stuff. But after that, no individual drills, no team drills, uh, all that stuff. Logan Thomas was signing plenty of autographs though, during practice, so that was pretty cool. Uh, cornerback Benjamin St. Juice made his return to practice on Wednesday, as did Nick Whiteside, Chase Young, 
did individual work, but did not do team drills. So pretty much par for the course, what he's been doing uh, all week since suffering a stinger against the Cleveland Browns. In fact, today, actually, the only difference is that after the individual drills were done, he actually changed completely out of his uniform, got out of his pads, was out there in shorts and T-shirts, supporting his team uh, and his teammates on the sideline. Left guard said he Charles started the day ready to practice, but apparently had something in his calf bothering him. So the team decided to shut him down, pulled him out of practice, uh, and he was out for the rest of the period. So limited uh, on Wednesday. Starting today with players missing practice because we dive before we dive into the defense too far, we need to talk about how many Ravens were also out for the day's practice. Quarterback Tyler Huntley was out. Wide receivers Laquan Treadwell and Rashad Bateman. Tight end Isaiah Likely. Offensive tackle Ronnie Staley, cornerbacks Jalen Armour Davis, Pepe Williams, Rock Yassin, Arthur Millette, Jaquan Amos, and Marlon Humphrey. And, of course, Marlon Humphrey is the biggest name there uh, because he apparently has a foot issue and might have to have surgery, which is going to obviously cost him the beginning of the season. Uh, Again, that's a Baltimore Ravens problem, not a Washington Commanders problem, but a lot of stuff there. So if you're hearing notes from the offensive side of the ball, honestly, probably luck of the draw. I mean, that's six cornerbacks out uh, for this practice on Wednesday. So maybe a little bit of good uh, uh, good experience of, of not having to watch them because of the matchups. But guys like quarterback Lamar Jackson, receivers Odell Beckham Jr., uh, and Zay Flowers, and tight end Mark Andrews certainly on the field. So for a defensive conversation like we're about to have, the grain of salt doesn't have to be huge because the Ravens still have plenty uh, of talent there on the offense. Uh, the practice started with one-on-ones, so let's start there uh, as well. Now, one-on-ones, whether it's running backs and tight ends versus linebackers or it's receivers versus DBs, tight ends versus safety, stuff like that. Uh, let's let's get one thing clear. One-on-ones in, in receiving game especially are always designed for receivers to win. Bottom line, you're not you're never going to face zone coverage, right? You're always in man coverage, and it's always man-to-man. One-on-one, there's no help. There's no top coverage. You know what I mean? Um, and you're usually starting on one side of the field or another. So especially in breaking routes, like if you start on the right side and break left, I mean, you've got, what, 35, 40 yards uh, to the left of you, and the defender has to react to what you're doing, and he's got no help on the inside. So, um, you know, so it's no surprise when I tell you that the Ravens in the one-on-ones, receivers versus corners and DBs, tight ends versus DBs, linebackers, running backs versus linebackers, they won most of the reps, right? That's that's kind of how it's supposed to happen. But you look for the significant ones, the ones where you know a guy gets mossed or where a defensive player wins. So when a defensive player wins, it's actually even more significant because of how the drill is set up uh, for the defense to lose. Or if a player has to make a contested catch, a 50-50 catch, things like that certainly still stand out. But if it's like your standard and breaking slant route, okay, yeah, they won the rep, but we're not going to make too big of a deal for it. So two uh, defenses really stand out. And I spent most of that period. So again, kind of having to split my, my, uh, my decisions here, uh, one half of the field, they were doing DBs versus receivers. The other half, they were doing linebackers versus, uh, tight ends and running backs. So I knew that I was going to spend a lot of time watching the DBs during the 11s. So I wanted to give you guys a little bit of linebacker observation for the most part, the linebackers did pretty well. There was really no play where they just got completely destroyed, uh, in a one-on-one rep, but there were two reps, Specifically, I wanted to point out where commanders, defenders, not only won, but they won really, really well. Uh, the first one, linebacker Khalid Hudson, uh, had a great breakdown. I mean, he he sat on the route. He completely, you know, whether Justice Hill projected it or, or what he did, uh, whatever it was, Khalid Hudson was just all over it. Ravens running back, Justice Hill coming out of the backfield, really never had a chance. And as soon as Justice Hill broke inside, so did Khalid Hudson, got an inside route on him in on the route and stuck his arm in there for a PBU. It was really a beautiful rep uh, from Khalid Hudson. Unfortunately, today we were not allowed to shoot once the teams came together. So we're only allowed to shoot individuals, uh, individual drills. I will have some footage 
uh, that I had that I did get up on my Instagram account. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, dharrison82, you can see some of those. Uh, Milo Eifler later had a very similar play on Gus Edwards this time again. Both quarter, both linebackers really re- read the routes really well. Didn't bite on any jukes or any hesitations. Uh, broke inside of the route, really got inside uh, between the the receiver and the quarterback, and broke up the passes. So Milo Eifler, Kalik Hudson really stand out during one on ones. For the most part, again, Ravens players won their one-on-one matchups, but again, it's kind of supposed to happen uh, when you have man coverage and every snap and no pass rush of any kind. So we celebrate the wins a little bit, but there was one receiver and defensive back one-on-one that really stood out that was really unfortunate, and that was one that Emmanuel Forbes lost. Now on that play, uh, Ravens receiver uh, Tarek Black left Forbes standing alone in the left corner of the end zone while he made his break inside to make a touchdown catch. Now again, the receiver is set up to win anyway, but the way that he won and the separation, you don't usually see about 10 yards of separation between receiver and defender uh, for, for a play like that. And even Emmanuel kind of was left standing there shaking his head, disappointed in his own play. Now, again, I didn't see all the receiver DB one-on-ones. For, uh, other than that, for the most part, they seem to be pretty much run in the mill. Uh, but there may be some clips or, or whatever out there showing some other plays. Uh, again, most of my time spent with the running backs, linebackers, and tight ends to give you uh, a glimpse of what the linebackers were doing there. Don't worry, though. It wasn't all bad for Forbes. Not completely... Uh, bad day did, however, start kind of rough for the rookie in his second day during his first joint practice. That and more is going to come up next on today's episode of Lockdown Commanders, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And that'll come up next thanks to our friends over at Nutrafol. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patented, patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Go to Nutrafol.com men to take their hair health wellness quiz, identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. And it works. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed imp- improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter promo code locked on NFL. That's Nutrafol.com slash men promo code locked on NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for being a lot of talk managers for us to listen or view today, every day. Thank you, everydayers, for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. And again, thank you to all my subtexters out there who 
spend some time with me during practice. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens a little bit more strict than the Washington Commanders PR group is. It's ironic because the Commanders PR is more flexible with us tweeting and texting from the sideline during practice, but the service in Ashburn is terrible. So it's really hard to do. Baltimore, well, Owings Mills, uh, the service, the signal is much better, but the, sh- the the guidelines are more strict. But I was able to get a few texts out there, so hopefully it was worth your time and, and certainly worth mine. I appreciate all your interaction and your feedback uh, from, from those of you who were able to participate. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get in on that, again, join subtext.com slash commanders. Uh, always a good time speaking to Commanders fans and meeting some of you at training camp again continue even even at ravens training camp it, it's 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 really interesting i did not expect to meet uh many locked on commanders if any locked on commanders listeners viewers during the ravens uh joint practices but still got to so it was, it was cool and i greatly appreciate all of you who said hi sorry for hitting my desk and shaking my screen so let's get to 11 on 11 so again no howl watch today on wednesday because i was with the defense all day long um but I still charted some 11 on 11 right now. I didn't chart like every single rep because there's 11 defensive players. I can't tell you what every defensive player is doing for every 11 on 11 rep. But what I did do is I basically just watched and said, okay, what are some things that stand out? Right? So one of the first things that stood out in the first set of 11 on 11s, Andre Jones, Jr., the rookie defensive end getting first team reps today. Um, I'm told by other media members that he also got first team reps on Tuesday. So if you saw that on Twitter and other reports or read it on the athletic from Ben standing or something, Uh, That seems to be likely true. Again, I wasn't watching the defense, so I can't confirm that personally. But uh, Andre Jones Jr. getting first team reps, it seems, during the joint practices with the absence of Chase Young. Now, my own personal feeling about this is that it's probably likely so they can keep James Smith Williams getting second team reps. That's essentially what it is. If you move James Smith Williams up to first team reps, then you've also got to move other people up into those other other reps. And instead, let's keep our units together. And let's just move a guy from kind of the bottom unit up to the top unit and see how he does there. Uh, and honestly, Andre Jones Jr. was kind of holding his own. He was he was certainly uh, certainly didn't look like a guy playing out of place. F.A. Obata, of course, also getting some first team reps in that position as well. On the first play of 11 on 11s, the Baltimore Ravens decided to run the ball with Justice Hill uh, through an inside gap. I can't remember exactly which gap it was, but through the inside, through an inside gap. And defensive tackle John Allen said, not on your field, not on my field, not on any field. Blew up that inside run. For a loss. And, you know, John Kime of ESPN and I were talking after practice today and kind of realized like nobody's really talking about John Allen. You know what I mean? And we're not really like, we're not, we're not, get, we're not asking for a lot of like, how important is John Allen? And, and like, and it's not that he's not important. He's certainly critical to the, to the success of this team in defense, right? As a leader and a player and all that stuff. I just think John is like, he's so steady and just kind of so consistently John Allen that's like, you know where he's going to be, you know who he is. So there's just not a lot of question about him. And, and you know, maybe we need to put some shine on John Allen again. I think that's that's something we might need to start doing. Uh, later on in the first set, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, beats rookie cornerback Emmanuel Forbes. You know, not no shade there. It's rookie cornerback. I don't care how good of a rookie corner you are. Odell Beckham Jr., who's now healthy, is a tough, tough draw assignment for anybody. Uh, beats him on a deep route, but Lamar Jackson fortunately leaves the pass short, uh, forcing Odell Beckham Jr. to play back towards the ball, Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, able to catch up and make the play without drawing a flag, which I think is, is good. So gets beat on the route, but again, the makeup speed and makeup ability that Terry McLaurin talked about in his presser after practice on Tuesday that I, I shared a clip uh, of that of that presser with you guys on the episode following practice. That's something that he's praised about him. A little bit more of that coming up here. On the second set of 11 on 11s, they were working two-minute drills. So the scenario was less than two minutes left in the game, uh, tie score, fourth quarter. So the Ravens are trying to drive the ball 
into field goal range. Now, the weird thing about this drill, pass rush was going about 20%, right? So they were kind of coming in, but not really. Secondary was going about 80%. So I think they legitimately, they're like, hey, listen, we want to put some stuff on film, some of our plays that we're going to run in two-minute scenarios and go through and so that we can study them and then do kind of like an emergency, like, hey, hey, we got to get the kick team out there to kick a uh, last second field goal and the Washington Mirrors defense. Okay. You want to see this stuff. So let's see us. Let's, let's, let's facilitate you guys getting this stuff on film. And I'm sure they probably did the same thing on the other day on the other side. doesn't make for the most exciting 11 on 11 session. Uh, but the, I think the biggest takeaway I had from there is Lamar Jackson was still inaccurate. I mean, he, he was still like, again, 20% pass rush, 80% secondary coverage, and he's still missing uh, guys that are coming open. It was, it was not a very accurate day for Lamar Jackson uh, from where I was saying a lot, of, even some of the completed passes guys are going to make adjusted plays. Uh, slow up for ball, stuff like that. Benjamin St. Juice did have a really nice pass defense uh, against Devin Duvernay, so it was good to see the secondary saying, look, we're going to take it a little bit easy. Wayne's just going to hand you this stuff. Uh, Benjamin St. Juice making that play and then doing his signature lockdown move. Uh, Nelson Aguilar got behind uh, Emmanuel Forbes on a pay, uh, pass, but again, Lamar Jackson was short on it, uh, so letting it in, in completion. And even outside of the not-so-aggressive sessions, uh, Emmanuel Forbes is in trail coverage a lot, uh, trail technique a lot more, that I'm used to seeing him uh, against Baltimore than, than before. So we'll see if that continues to be a trend. Uh, again, some of the plays he was able to make it up. Some of the plays uh, the quarterback had to leave it short. Third set was in the red zone. F.A. Obata came in with the first team on that set. Jamin Davis was coming off the edge multiple times during that set, looking really fast. And, you know, again, if Lamar Jackson wasn't getting the ball out quick or they weren't running away from that, that side of the pressure, then Jamin Davis would have been causing problems in the backfield. So, Good to see Jamin Davis getting used in a way that really kind of accentuates his talents. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. did win on a corner route during that session. Uh, got a touchdown against Kendall Fuller, but it was uh, it was a sick route, guys. Like it was it, it was a sick route. Odell Beckham Jr. is a guy that I've never seen play in person, so seeing him practice this week in person a little bit was been, has been really cool. Uh, and that was that was a really there's there's not a lot of corners, if any, that could have stayed with him on that. To be quite honest with you, fourth set was again in the red zone. Uh, good edge setting and, and run fits all day long from all the defense. First team, second team, third team. It was really impressive. Discipline pursuit on Lamar Jackson. They did a play action right side rollouts and nobody over pursued. Nobody lost contain. It was really good defense uh, discipline there. Andre Jones Jr. and John Allen combined for a sack of Lamar Jackson on one of those plays. Emmanuel Forbes ending this, the practice strong, getting a really, really nice back corner end zone pay, PBU uh, on Mark Andrews, the tight end. Uh, a really nice way to end practice for Emmanuel Forbes. So again, not all bad for for Emmanuel Forbes, uh, and, and a good way to end the uh, the joint practices. I think final play of that session was a middle route uh, crossing pattern into the middle part of the field, and that did go for a touchdown against the Commanders' zone defense. So overall takeaways again: solid and run fits. First team pass rush looks really good, even with Andre Jones in there, even with FA Obata in there. Andre Jones Jr. again not looking lost with the first team linebackers are moving well throughout all the levels. And Emmanuel Forbes growing has has some growing pains, but he is fighting through them. Speaking of fights, I promise you'll talk about the fights. And there were some fights on Wednesday. Uh, it took about 10 minutes. Once the stretching was done, the warm-ups were done, the individual drills were done. Once the teams came together to start practice, it took about 10 minutes for the first fight uh, to happen. And it happened during the offensive line, the commander's offensive line versus the Ravens defensive line in one-on-one drills. Uh, I was over on the defensive side of the, of the field where the commander's defense was. Uh, and they were doing some other things. And next thing you know, there's just all heck breaking loose. Uh, the guys, the, the linebackers and tight ends and running backs that were on our field stopped their drill and went over because that's how big that scrum was getting. By the time we looked really at it, the, the scrum was huge. There were coaches trying to break it up. There were players trying to break it up, players trying to fight, swings 
Uh, we're having some helmets were on the ground. There was definitely some guys in the scrum without a helmet on, which is incredibly dangerous, and more than one player on the ground, uh, which is, of course, incredibly dangerous as well. Uh, another media member uh, in attendance told me that it told me uh, that they believe that guard Sam Cosme was in the mix in that fight and a fight that happened shortly after during the 11 on 11 sets. Uh, but he wasn't necessarily the instigator. And it certainly felt like Sam Cosme was not the instigator from his reactions. Uh, meanwhile, the defense took a break for special teams. Washington Baltimore Lions came together again. So I was able to uh, observe that personally. And uh, at one point in time, Ravens defensive lineman Travis Jones gave commander's offensive lineman Nolan Loffenberg a little bit of extra work after the whistle. Nolan didn't like it. So he pushed Travis. Travis pushed him. Boom. Here we go. We're in the scrum. Again, commander's coach Juan Castillo getting in the middle of it, playing the role of de-escalator. And after that third mix-up, man, Sam Cosme was as mad as I've ever seen Sam Cosme get. Uh, we wanted to talk to him after practice, but he was a little heated, so we kind of felt like, you know what, let's let us let him hit the locker room. Like, nobody bought, like, we were all there. And then we all just kind of let Sam, we're like, okay, Sam's, like, I don't think Sam's in a place right now where uh, he, he needs to talk uh, publicly and on the record. So we let Sam Cosme go, I'm sure. You know, we'll talk to him Friday or Saturday, kind of talk to him after he's had a couple of days to sleep on it. But yeah, Sam Cosme certainly not happy with what was unfolding in Baltimore uh, on Wednesday. I had a subtexter ask about Quan Martin specifically. So I caught up with him after practice, and I'm going to play that to lead off our interview sections. We've got him, we've got Ricky Stromberg, and we've got Christian Holmes coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, one of my subtexters wanted to talk about Quan Martin, so I talked to Quan Martin. I'm going to play that for you first, and then we're going to have Ricky Stromberg from day one of joint practices to talk to him about transitioning to guard and the versatility and his experience so far in training camp. And then we've got an interview with Christian Holmes. Uh, actually, a little bit of teamwork here on Wednesday, or not on Wednesday, on Monday, I was going to try to talk to Christian Holmes, but Donna Hopkins, uh, one of the beat reporters on the Commanders Beat, very, very, uh, very you know, every day, just like I am, a uh, reporter for Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus, was also going to talk to Christian Holmes. So I said, hey, are you going to ask him about what I was going to ask him about? And she said, yeah, I am. I said, cool. How about you get him? I'll go get somebody else, and we just share uh, files. So she agreed to that. So shout out to Donna Hopkins. You'll see her in the Christian Holmes interview. Again, reporter for Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus. But Quan Martin, Ricky Stromberg, Christian Holmes, all coming up right now. All right, Quan, we ain't talked since uh, before the preseason games. How are you? How are you feeling coming out of Cleveland? I mean, I felt good. Uh, just being able to fly around to see to get some different guys and to see some different things from a uh, new offense. I know playing hard, sometimes you get, you get some, some penalties called against you. Did you have a chance to have a conversation with the officials and kind of clarify why they threw those flags on you? Um, no, nah, not really. In my opinion, it, was, it could have went either way, a little ticky-tack fouls. But, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, part of the game. Uh, just kind of... Learn from it and get better. With some of the officials out of practices here at training camp, or, or is it maybe a little stiffer officiating here in the NFL than college? Uh, yeah. I mean, you got the you can't touch after five yards, so 
just being able to use your feet and coverage and not just be able to play tight without using him. And how uh, productive have you felt this uh, joint practice has been here at Baltimore? I was doing pretty good, man. Like I said, just seeing some different things from their offense and uh, just giving it a different look. So that was what we needed to see and uh, just help us in our development. And I see you working the slot, left side, right side, depending on the formation. Do you yeah. feel that versatility is, is kind of growing as you continue in your NFL training? Uh, yeah, man, just being fundamentally sound when I'm on either side of the ball and uh, just locking in and getting into my details and I uh, just know my responsibility when I'm out there. So Ricky, first time we get a chance to talk one-on-one -on -one here uh, during training camp. So I know we're a few weeks in, but how's training camp going for you so far? Yeah, uh, it's been going pretty good. Um, I started out playing center. Uh, been moving back and forth to guard and center, uh, just getting guard reps for the versatility and stuff like that. But uh, overall, camps been, camps been going great. Uh, I've been having great guys around me too. Um, the older guys are awesome, so I'm just kind of enjoying the ride right now. Absolutely. Let's talk about that transition. So how comfortable when the, when the coach came up to you and said, hey, we're going to try this out, how how comfortable did you feel in the beginning with that? Yeah, well, I, I played guard in college my first year. But, I mean, that's only one year playing guard. So uh, whenever they said, hey, I'm going to move you guard today, it's kind of like, I mean, okay, like, I'll, like I'll, then I went to the playbook, looked at like, what, I need to do, what I need to do when I'm at guard, and then, you know, you just kind of go out there and go do it. So. And how do you feel with that? I mean, I know we're, this is the first week of doing that, right? So how do you yeah. feel so far? No, I feel good. I feel really good. Um, a couple things I do want to clean up, but overall I feel really good about it. And obviously now Nolan Loffenberg is getting some reps at center as well, doing some cross-training just like you yeah. are. Has he talked to you at all? Have you kind of given him some tips on, on snapping the ball at all? Yeah, he's also giving me tips on right guard as well because he was playing guard. So we, yeah. we're both helping each other out with the switch. So. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, come out of Cleveland, obviously you guys get the win and people are saying a lot of positive things. You know, a little bit of a rough start for the first team line, but overall as the game went on, uh, things got a lot cleaner. How do you feel coming out of Cleveland? Yeah, uh, I felt good. Um, I enjoyed it, my first NFL game. It's kind of like a, you know, I'm here, this is crazy. It's yeah. awesome. But uh, no, uh, I felt like I played good. Uh, I felt like I can do things better, of course, but overall, like, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm just enjoying this ride so Absolutely. And after your first game, first joint practices in the NFL, right? Is yeah. is the is the competition level really heightened, like from a physical standpoint? Because I know you go up against pretty good defensive line in practice anyway. Yeah. Or is it really just that it's an opponent, not your teammate that you're going after? No, yeah. I mean, it's definitely the competition's better. I mean, like, not not from from college to the NFL. Competition's yeah. obviously, yeah, better. Everyone's really good in the NFL. We, I mean, we go against the one of the top D line in you know, the world every day. So it, it just, that just makes us better every day. So, you know, iron sharpens iron. But, yeah. Definitely competition is, you know, better. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, here with Kristen Holmes, uh, number 34. Talk about your first preseason game this year. Uh, this year, first preseason game, just want to go out there and, you know, put on film what we've been doing all camp. You know, we're trying to emphasize a lot of different things this year, just flying around to the ball, playing starting fastest. You know, Coach Del Rio's main point right now, so just come out there with our head on fire and just make some plays. Talk about the hits, because everybody is talking about the hits in that first preseason game by you. Uh, is everything spilling over? You can see, uh, you know, what training camp, and spills over to game situations like that. I mean, this, the first game is always like everybody across the way. The first game, you get to hit somebody else. So, you know, in camp, we got a lot of thug periods. We got plays, but corners, you know, we don't really get to show our aggressiveness on the side, on the outside. So it was fun to go out there and, you know, finally unleash on other guys, you know, put our power to the strengths, I guess, and just hit some people. I'm trying to say it just the right way as possible. <laughs> Hey, it, it was good to find, was finally good. put hits on somebody else versus your teammates, right? It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Just, just talk about uh, how you see yourself this training camp moving into, what, your second year, right? Second year. 
Uh, it's, it's, it's a big leap. Uh, last year, you know, I came in, I uh, really didn't know what position I was going to play. Uh, you know, I tried to put, come in at the size where I could be versatile. But going into this one, what I really had the offseason, where I can lock in at corner, uh, you know, drop a couple pounds, get more explosive, be faster coming out my break. So coming into training camp, I did it. I, just, I feel like I've done a great job at it, but it was, it was a real good feeling going to the game and showing, showing everybody else. Yeah, you've got Baltimore this coming week up there at their facilities. How big is that playing the Ravens and going up there this week for in a squad scrimmage? Um, it's real big for a lot of the guys in our room. We never had a joint practice before, but to go out there and compete, battle against guys, scrimmage, you know, go good on good, and then go and transfer into a game where it's more, you know, calm down, more lukewarm. It's not really, they're not really showing anything, but we'll get all the looks in the joint practices. So it's going to be really good, you know, go down there. Got you know, a little little brother so we don't go out there and compete man yeah just up the beltway right just up the beltway but it's a lot of good guys out there and i know you know me and tyler walls with school together so it's gonna be real fun going back out there and compete with that guy what are you hoping to see even more so in your progression this year from last year oh uh, just being coachable uh being asked to do whatever I, that coach needs me to do where just go down and hold up a guy on pump return go down to play gunner come down on the third down play just not having last year don't know what to expect this year more so being coachable being loud whatever coach needs me to do being available you know the best the best abilities availability so staying healthy is the number one thing so if coach calls my name if i'm ever so grateful to still be here you know i'll be available for him now like i said everybody is going to talk about those hits in the first game but what do you want people to see even more so than just those hits? i don't like for me i'm a corner uh, hitting is it's in my ability, but it's not it's not inside my whole bag. You know, I want to see people see my cover skills. I feel like I'm a guy that has I'm always a good cover, but now it's time to make the plays. And so I want to like going into this game, my main focus is put the last game behind. The last game it doesn't matter what I did. This game going forward, like I have to put it on tape. But I can cover these guys. So the coaches, the GMs, the owners, they know who they have and what they have in 34. Now, number 34. What are the coaches saying about you this training camp? Uh, just being uh, coming, uh, being consistent. Uh, whatever I do on the first day, Monday, make sure I'm doing the same thing on Saturday. Whatever I'm doing Saturday, make sure I'm doing the same thing on Tuesday. So that's the main thing they're holding on me, and I'm trying to do it for my best ability. All right, so again, that was Quan Martin and Ricky Schraubenberg from the joint practices in Owings Mills, Maryland, in the last two days. Christian Holmes from the day before the joint practices began. Again, shout out to Donna Hopkins, a uh, reporter for Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus, for sharing that footage with us hopefully you guys enjoyed all that hope you guys enjoyed all the stuff joint practices are over we're back in ashburn on friday the players are off thursday but i am not i will be here and so will sam fortier of the washington post we're going to talk about his takeaways from training camp so far the first preseason game the joint practices and what he expects monday night against the baltimore ravens so come back through for that in the meantime if you've got questions or comments drop them in the youtube comment section hit me up on twitter email me at lockedoncommanders at gmail.com or text me directly from your handy-dandy cell phone by going to joinsubtext.com slash LockedOnCommanders. If you're already a subtexter, you know what to do. As always, thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or view of the day every day. Do me a favor before you leave. Hit the like button on this video so other Commanders fans find the show, find this episode just like you did. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your football routine. And until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.